Welcome to the Jackson Cloud. I'm Jamin. I'm Casey. And I'm Olivia. And uh, we are going on a series through Genesis right now. Today's episode is brought to you by Switcher. A watermark because we haven't paid for it yet. Yeah. Uh, so here we go. Uh, we're hopping into Genesis and uh, we're excited to... Oh, that's not the right word. <laughs> We're on Sarah's death. Excited is not the word that I meant to use. I just was... It's a plot point that we need to discuss. And Boromir was dead. <laughs> That's how I feel like I just started off this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So Sarah lives to 127 years and then she passes away. And then we get into this weird story. Another one of those narratives that people don't usually stop and pay attention to. Because it's it's just a a guy and Abraham trying to make a business deal to buy a gravesite basically for for Sarah, and it's kind of like this strange, you know, you know when so like me and Casey for example, when we first started going out to eat together, which was all the time, <laughs> and still is. I mean, I don't know if I would say all the time. It was all the time. When I'm we, like, I mean, just like three to four times a week. Yeah, well, when we first started going out to eat 50% of the week, <laughs> we were in this place where you always had to, like, try to, try to like, and when the bill came out, I was like, are you guys together or separate? <laughs> and he was like, uh, I got it this time. No, no, I got it this time. No, I'll get it. No, okay, I got it. You know, just back and forth over and over again. You've probably been there. Yeah. Well, I you know, food. <laughs> yeah, okay, so so we did this basically like I cover a time, then he covered a time, then I covered a time, then he covered a time, then I covered a time. When you're doing that 50% of the week, you're like, obviously we need to get to this point where we just pay for our own meals because it's balancing out the same way either way. So that's kind of what this passage is like. You've got uh, uh, Abraham comes to... Um, the Hittites, and uh, he wants to bury his wife there in uh, uh, a field. And it's like, no, 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 you can just have the land. No, 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 I'll pay for the land. No, 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 you can have it. No, 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 I'll pay. You know, this kind of back and forth kindness of like, is this like the movie trope of like, no, 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 you take it. No, 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 you take it. No, no, you take it. Okay, fine, I'll take it. Yeah, that's kind of the way it goes, except it, it seems like almost like they're doing a false kindness, though, because the conversation keeps moving forward into this. Uh, uh, if you will hear me, I will give the price of the field. Accept it from me, and I will bury my dead there. Ephron answered Abraham, My lord, listen to me. A piece of land is worth 400 shekels of silver. What is that between you and me? Bury your dead. Why did you just say my land is worth 400 shekels of silver? Just bury. <laughs> it's almost as though he's like saying, I hear what you're saying. The price of the land <laughs> would be 400. Don't worry about it. I hear you say it's 400. I will pay the 400. You know, it's just kind of back and forth. We don't know if that's a lot of money or not a lot of money because uh, um, it says that they paid 400 shekels of silver according to the weight's current among the merchants we don't know what the weights current among the merchants were and whoever was writing genesis doesn't seem to maybe know either so well because i mean i know weights during that time 
like there was worry that some people were like shaving down weights to get mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Because if the weights were lower, it was always weight against the weights on the other side. Mm-hmm. And so like if they weren't standardized, you know, someone would be able to rip somebody off by having more weight on the side to make it seem like it needed to be worth more. Yeah. It's just kind of funny that it says like the weight's current among the times. Like, okay, so in the current time, was 400 really high, really low? Was he ripped off? Was he not? But in the end, he ends up buying the field. And that's not an especially amusing story. I'll cover the receipt. No, I'll cover the receipt. I'll buy the grape. No, you can have the grape. You know, just kind of this back and forth kind of kindness that also seems to have these hints of, no, 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 it's $400, Abraham, <laughs> if you want to buy it. <laughs> you know, so eventually he buys it. Kind of seems like a little story. Kind of seems kind of pointless. What was the um, promise to Abraham long, long ago when his story started? He'd have many children. He'd have many children. That was part of the promise. And the children were going to live where? As far as the eye can see. (laughs) Well, yeah. But specifically, (laughs) specifically the land of Canaan. So go to the land that I will show you. Abraham goes. He gets to this place where God shows up, shows the land. And then eventually God is also saying throughout Genesis, like, you will have all of the land you see before you. Yes, all of Canaan, which is what the Holy War eventually is about later, right? Is when Abraham's descendants, God now leads them through Joshua to go and take the land of Canaan. But has Abraham really gotten much land of Canaan in his time? His wife just died. She was 127 years old. Sometimes you get like a prophetic word and you're like, when's this going to come to be? (laughs) Talk about testing Abraham's patience. First, he's going to have a kid. It's like, neither me or my wife could ever have kids. And now we're over 100 years old. I don't even know if we can procreate anymore. Basically, you know, like, are we ever going to have a child? Like, what what are we supposed to do here? And so he gets that. But what promise has he also, like, he's only seen, like, the, the first child of these many descendants. He's about to die. So, like, talk about patience. Mm-hmm. He still has to rest in the faithfulness that, like, God's going to have to provide the rest because I'm on my way out of here, basically. Uh, but also the land. I was told I was going to have Canaan. I've been a sojourner there, like a stranger. I make my way through it. It's not really like my residence. I just like pop in, pop out kind of thing. Well, it's weird too because like the whole everything that you see before you like reminds me of... Everything the light light touches. touches. Yeah. Yeah, I made that joke back when we originally... She did. I did. Way to just steal... Olivia's yeah. joke. You can't take credit for my joke. That was my joke. That was I rude. mean, it, it stuck in my head. So now Cancel whatever I... Casey Melinger. <laughs> now I get canceled? I didn't say it was my joke. I said I was, I was reminded of it. It just you means... You were reminded of my joke. Yeah, that's it. My joke. Olivia's joke. All right. Well, what we were talking about... <laughs> he's now received a child. Mm-hmm. And God said, put your child on the line... Uh, Abraham thinks he's going to have to sacrifice his child, but then he doesn't. So he still has the promise, like, you're going to have a child, you're going to have those descendants that are going to cover the whole face of the earth. But he doesn't have the land of Canaan yet. 
and his wife has just died. Like, he's getting ready to go. And I guess, like, again, he's just got to rest in the promise that through the descendants, Canaan will come about. Well, when... So, here's an interesting question. Slightly moving ahead, mm. but... That's where the way my mind works. But, like, moving forward, does... Um, when does this promise technically get fulfilled? Well, that would partially be like the Holy Wars. That's when they're going to take Canaan specifically. Well, like... I mean, would it be when the 12 tribes come into play? Well, that's also during the Holy Wars. Is They then are delegated. You get this part of Canaan, you get this part of Canaan, you get this part until they're all taking over okay. their own lands. Because, I mean, that's that's what came to my mind, but I was just seeing if you had an, another suggestion. Well, I do see this is where this story of pointless bartering back and forth. Why is Abraham so intent on buying it? I mean, if it's Casey, we all know Casey. <laughs> we all know Casey. And if someone's like, no, 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 it costs 400 shekels, take it. Casey can be like, all right, you know, like, <laughs> I'm always in for a bargain. Why is Abraham not? Because he's lied his way to his fortune as it is. Because God didn't give it to him, and he learned his lesson about taking things from others that weren't God. So there was that, and there was also, I think you're also kind of referencing with Melchizedek, uh, after he fights Sodom and Gomorrah, I said Melchizedek, and she just started yawning. I'm sorry! (laughs) After Sodom and Gomorrah, remember uh, Melchizedek... uh, or I think it actually was like the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah. They're like, take this treasure. And he's like, no, I, like, I'm not going to touch that. Probably like, we all know what goes on in Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm not taking the mafia's money, basically. you know. Um, so yeah, maybe he's learned some lessons about not taking people's stuff as he's made his fortune off of lying to people about his sister wife being only his sister. Anyways, these are all other episodes. You can check those out. But what's important to this particular line, here's what's interesting. Uh, He buys the land. He doesn't pull Casey. He doesn't play cheapskate and just like, I'll take your land for free. He he specifically buys it. Tarnishing my reputation here. And after this, Abraham buried Sarah, his wife, in the cave of the field of Machpelah, East of Mamre, that is Hebron, in the land of. She's <laughs> trying so hard not to yawn. She heard a bunch of Hebrew words I again and just instantly. I don't understand it instinctively. I yawn. I cannot help it. In the land of Canaan, the field and the cave where he's going to bury his wife. Is in the land of Canaan. He now owns with his wife's corpse. I was going to say dying breath, but sure, you had to use corpse, I guess. With in his wife's dying moment, he moves into the land of Canaan, and now specifically with his own money, a piece of Canaan, he owns it. It's his. He bought it rightfully. 
And I think in that statement here, there's this foreshadowing. Abraham, you waited a long, long time. You've sojourned in this land. You've been a stranger in this land. It's never really been like your land, your people, even though you've lived here and, and have made it work out. But now you have the deed. You have you have money. In fact, uh, sorry, you have money. You have land within Canaan. In fact, uh, when it starts... Uh, pretty sure this happens outside of a gate. Yes, this all happens. This transaction to buy the land happens outside of the gate of the city. What's the gate? We've talked about this in previous episodes. Where the judge sits. Where the judge sits. So like legal things happen there. So Abraham has gone to the gate, gone to court, gone to where legal transactions happen, bought the land. He now owns a part of Canaan and now he's going to die. Like that's... We're getting into the end of his story. We've gotten to the end of Sarah's. He's got to be wondering, like, my promises have been so delayed. And in these final moments, yes, you have a son. Yes, you have land in Canaan. Prophetic promises come true. So as we close out, do you guys have any stories from your own life where, like, it's been... You felt like God told you that there was something coming and it just seemed to stall and you wondered if you missed it or if it hasn't come yet. For myself, I'll think of I'll think of one. I I've shared this story with people before, but I was uh, one of our students here was not listening to me preach. <laughs> this is what he told me. He's like, "Hey, you were preaching, and I just had this vision. I wasn't really listening." <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this vision of you're working in a, a meat factory and it's gross and it's ugly and, you know, you're dealing with blood and flesh and you know, none of it's pleasant, smells bad and whatnot. God's calling you to the bakery across the street. It's like, okay, that's a good word. Like, I'll take that. <laughs> you know, like, I like that. And then, like, time goes by and, like, what I call it that the church has evolved into, like, a bakery where it's easy and doesn't take a bunch of blood, sweat, and tears. I don't know. But then a few months later, like, I think maybe, like, half a year or something, another student comes up to me. He's like, hey, I just feel like I had this vision of sorts in which you were in a bakery. And I'm like, wait, wait, I got to tell you something. Just stop. Let's stop right there. You know, uh... And then, ironically, I feel like life only got harder since then. <laughs> so, like, part of me is like, did I not step into the prophetic word? Or is it like, with Abraham, the prophetic word is there. It's just patience. Well, you know that, you know, dealing with cutting meat, you're cold. It's typically frozen or it's typically like, you know, dealing with cooler. But when you're in a bakery, you're dealing with heat. Ovens. And you're, you're dealing with ovens, and the process of making bread turns up the heat. So you're saying life was supposed to get harder? I think so. I don't like that. <laughs> All right, well... Yeah, but just think about the icing on the cake. That was a Casey cake? joke. Casey joke out of the mouth of <laughs> Olivia. <laughs> Okay, well, with I mean, that, since my joke came out of Casey's mouth, right, we it switched. only makes sense that Casey's Whose joke, joke am I going to make? <laughs> no, but you did. There, I made God's joke. <laughs> okay, and with that, 
What are your prophetic words that have been spoken over you, like Abraham's, that he then spent a hundred years waiting for answer? I don't know that it was that long. He was pretty old when it started. But spent a long time waiting for answers. Uh, leave a comment or go to our Discord page and let us know. Uh, we'd like to hear your own stories. Uh, these guys might have some, too. Maybe they'll share them there since they didn't share them here. I haven't thought about, about one on the spot, yeah, but if okay. I remember one... <laughs> All right. Well, with that being said, uh, we'll talk to you on the Discord, among other things. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe down below. And if you can share with friends, we'd appreciate it. And we will catch you next time. <laughs>